Welcome to the Secrets to Mindful Health Podcast. I am your host, Beth Warren. Today, we're bringing you an extra special episode that my producer, Joseph, suggested And I thought it was a little bit crazy because, believe it or not, I actually never talk about myself. I use examples from myself to help you, motivate you, help my clients. But I'm usually on the other side of the camera or here on the other side of the mic or with clients on the other side of the desk. Because it's actually not easy to talk about yourself, but I'm always happy to share my experiences in order to help and motivate you. So, dear listeners, let's get into it. I posted something on Instagram that I guess we all sometimes really get real, real quick, which is what I'm all about, as you know, especially on this podcast. And it could be seen as somewhat of a rant, but it it comes lovingly from a place of wanting you guys to really fight hard through your challenges and struggles in in order to get to where you want to be with your health goals. You see, we all have struggles and challenges in life. All of us do. I always say our details are different, but our stories are the same. We're all living a very real life. And it's interesting how we all know that we should take care of ourselves, right? We hear that all the time. And obviously, we feel good when we do take care of ourselves. Yet, it's similar to when we eat vegetables and we're supposed to eat veggies every day, yet a lot of us don't. And the challenge is why don't some of us eat it every day if we know it's good for us? And the the realities of life is that there's other priorities, there's other things that need our intention. I'm a mom of six. I get it. I totally get it. But I also get what it means to have to take care of me too. So how I want to start this episode is to share with you an Instagram post I put up. It was a very, uh, it was a reel I did where I was talking about self-care and I'm going to read it to you now. Okay, get ready. It's a long one. I crave routine. And when there's a shakeup, it feels natural to me to quickly build one. It's just how I roll, even if I learned how to be flexible. And I definitely recognize things about myself that I need for me to set myself in motion, to take care of my kids, my clients, my business, and everyone else, but including me. So yeah, This year, I finally worked hard at something I've always wanted to be. Thankfully, my baby is sleeping through the night, so it was more plausible. Definitely don't sacrifice sleep, which is a major self-care element, to push myself earlier up each day. Sometimes it's to just slowly ease into my AM with amazing coffee. Yeah, even if I have to buy it, which I've been budgeting and thankfully found an amazing option for my own coffee maker. I pray, I journal, and then I wake the kids up. Other mornings, I choose to push myself up early to grab a workout. The emphasis is in I choose. Because we can and should choose what we need to do for ourselves in order to feel good, empowered, and show up better in anything we do that day or those we interact with. So I get it. You're busy. But to be honest, I relate, but it's very difficult for me to accept that excuse. Because it is one. Because you matter the most out of everything happening in your life. And while it isn't as often as I would like, as convenient or quote-unquote perfect, and even if the reality is I have to make more time in the day by waking up earlier, 
It's what I need to do for me. So yeah, I hear a lot of yapping. I get a ton of judgment. But not one of those people are living in my life because not one of them is me. I know for a fact they won't be able to walk in my shoes, let alone fit into my cool sneakers, even if they own a pair. So for all those out there who read this long post, hopefully because it touched you and related, know that I am proud of you. You're doing what you need to do, and nobody can tell you what that is. Keep taking care of you. And then there's a kissy face, of course. Because there is a lot of love behind that post. It's not just meant to be a bravado feeling of rebellion. It's meant to come off in a way that self-care has to come from a place that it's an unapologetic need that you have to do for yourself. It's a recognition only you can make for you that has to prioritize it high enough that you know you'll get it done. Because like I said before, it's very easy to get bogged down in the other priorities of your life and put yourself last when really you're supposed to be putting yourself first in order to hit the other priorities in your life. And when you show up somewhere having done something for yourself, you show up in a completely different way, not only for yourself, but for everything else you're doing. And you have to believe that so deeply and strongly that it comes out in a way like my caption was in that post. Very unapologetic. This is who I am. It's normal to care what people think. We're human, but it's going to be irrelevant of what they think when it comes to you assessing what you need to do for yourself. Nobody else could say what that is. Nobody else could judge you for it. But you need to trust and believe that it's something that you need and you fight hard for it to prioritize amongst all your other priorities, and that's what's important. You know, it's really funny how one of the most consistent messaging out of all the messaging about wellness, you know, we hear diet advice all the time, and we hear one thing, and then a year later we hear another, right? What I look for, even in my nutrition strategy, is consistent, obviously, evidence-based research that's been with us for years, right? We should never discount the basics of things. And people often look for the sexy or the, the appeal or honestly addiction or that addictive feeling when it comes to making wellness and diet changes when really they should be nailing the basics and the foundation, which can be so much more impactful and powerful, especially over time. And I find that with certain messaging too. So when you think about the airline analogies, you know, not even analogies, literally the safety concerns they have. They have literal, this is, this is safety. This is cause and effect. When they stand in those aisles with all their little, you know, um, demo props, uh, or you're looking at the videos, right? What's one of the most consistent messagings that have been out there? It's the whole concept, and I know I even eye-rolled myself just now, where you, the oxygen mask comes down, and you have to put yours on first in order to help somebody next to you, even your child next to you. I, we've been told this concept forever that it is not possible. You will, God forbid, not be alive if you don't take care of yourself first. And if you equate it, if you equate your worth, your value, or your, you know, your meaning in life to also helping others or being there for others, that is fair. That is amazing. That brings more value to everything. I love my kids. My six kids are my life. They are my top priority 100%. But I know for a fact I cannot be the mother they need unless I do these things I need to do for myself. 
It is not possible. It's literally proven to not work, okay? And you need to feel that in your gut. And a lot of that comes from your recognition of your value and your worth and what you put out there for anybody. It doesn't only have to be kids, by the way. It's just in my life, there's kids, but I also run a business. I run a business. I have employees. I have hundreds of clients a week. Um, So I get it that your meaning or your priorities may not be kids. People have pets. People do certain hobbies that are priorities to them. But you can't show up for any of that unless your sense of self-worth and your self-care is important. And that is where I lead into attributing food and nutrition as acts of self-care. Because if you start to feel so emboldened and brazen about what you need to do for yourself with self-care and you start connecting that to other things or other areas of wellness that can make you feel good too, I mean, that's just like the perfect storm in a way that feels really good. Meaning I know, here's how I'll, I'll tell you this. Here's what helps me prioritize it. Because I do get this question all the time, like how do I do it, right? I know a lot of this speech so far has been about what's important. And I know a lot of you maybe even eye rolled like I did, and I even know this, how, okay, yeah, we know, we know, self-care is self-care, but how do I actually do it? And which is a major goal of my podcast. And if you look back at Alicia Boxing Napoleons, that's what I also got inspired through her about how she's able to be a world champion and make her comeback while being a mom and priorities shift and how do you still do it? Something that you know you need for yourself. And what I can tell you is this. Let's break it down. So how I managed to, first of all, prioritize my wellness and my self-care is to know what that even is. So what I look to show through my Instagram and my life and sharing my stories with clients and now sharing it with you here is I show things that I do for me. So for example, I love boxing. I got into it four or five years ago after my fifth kid. While I was breastfeeding, I thought the the boxing ring looked cool at a gym I was at. It was when it was becoming a fitness rage, rage in New York area, which is where I'm from. And the boxing was, once I got in the ring, it, I associated it with when I used to dance. I danced for 16 years as a kid uh, up until I had kids. And I started to see the dance in it is how I would first describe it. Now my fighter friends would probably laugh at that because it's not supposed to be so dancey. Although there's an act of rhythm and there's it really tests your memory and I loved what it did for your mind. And I pursued it. I even did it through my sixth pregnancy which can be definitely a topic for another podcast on, on, you know, fitness through and nutrition through pregnancy will definitely be another topic on here. So stay tuned for that. But I did it through my pregnancy and I felt amazing. I felt empowered. And over the years of doing it, which is about five years now, you know, you have life changes, right? We went through Corona. We went through quarantine. You know, I'm now a single mom. There's a lot that happened. And I always had boxing that I started to associate as an outlet for that. So I found and developed a passion for it, okay? So I developed a passion for boxing, and I started to recognize that what you do inside the ring could actually translate outside the ring too, and how empowered you feel, how you're alone in the ring, how it's only you, how you how you can, you have to fight for yourself, you have to push through what's uncomfortable, you have to say you're not going to be bullied, you have to all these feelings that I started to say, oh, this isn't just 
oh, I go boxing and leave the gym. This is me having literal life lessons, feeling empowered, feeling amazing after, and of course the stress relief, then of course of the benefits it was having on my body, which put me in the best shape ever, the people I met through it and how supportive they were. I mean, whenever you prioritize a wellness goal, a wellness goal that is meant to be good for you, the benefits of it are endless and are never even what you fully intended going in. So I just got in a ring because it looked cool and look at where it is now. I'm actually fighting. I'm sparring. I'm someone who I never thought I would be and I use that all to help me in other areas of my life. So what I'm saying is that you have to prioritize something that you feel passionate about and you might not know that you're so passionate about it yet, but what helps is being consistent. So what I advice I give people is, first of all, anything related to fitness, when people say they don't work out, they hate working out, blah, 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 I argue with you that it's because you either have negative associations with it, you're one of those that associate it with just only weight loss, and that's very pressuring. You may have um, you know, heard traumatic things growing up about it or watched people do it in an unhealthy way or just quite honestly not found one that you like yet because there's tons of ways to move your body and that's what fitness is about no one there's no one that should say just like anything else we're saying in this podcast there's no one that should say what the right thing is to do period you need to find what's right for you and what's right for you is what you feel good about doing what benefits you more than just the act itself even through food even with what you eat and makes you feel like you're doing something good for you that translates not only to your health and your body but also to your emotional health, your mental health, and how you show up in every other area, then you know you found that sweet spot. You know. I promise you that if you follow one step, you know, if you take one step in it in a way that feels true to you, or just quite honestly, like you see something I did and you're like, you know what, maybe I will try boxing. Maybe I will. Even though my point of my Instagram is not for you to only try boxing, but it's to show, like I said, what feels good to me. So you look inside yourself to see what you want to try. And let's say you did just say, okay, I want to try it because I don't know what I like. A lot of people are so out of touch with themselves and intuitively. And again, this could be from marriage. It could be from jobs. It could be from kids. It's all understandable. This is not about shame or judgment. This is not about that. This is about getting to the level of understanding within yourself of your needs, you know, getting in touch with that. A lot of times we know relationships with others, right? With friends, coworkers, husbands, wives, kids. We recognize that there's an area that we need to learn, you know, in those relationships there's a way to act, there's a way to compromise, there's a way to assess. And for example, when you work with your kids, let's say, and you want to teach them something, you know, do you yell at them? Do you want to punish them? Whenever any of us go down that line, because it does happen, remember this is about <laughs> being real and raw, nobody feels good about it, and the kid does it again anyway, right, and is traumatized. So we want to treat ourselves with the own, the same level of love and acceptance in order to affect change. You don't have to hate the parts of yourself that you are looking to grow and evolve and change, even your body, right? It's very fair. I'm a very balanced-minded dietitian. I respect the fact that people have goals that are also related to the way they look. I think that's fair. 
right? It should all come, though, from a place of some aspect of self-love and wanting to take care of yourself or having goals of people with weight loss literally say, I want to keep up with my grandchildren. I want to keep up with my kids. And my weight is is hurting. It's hurting. It's, it's, it's weighing me down. It's hurting my knees. I'm going to have to go for knee surgery. So I respect either either direction when it comes to weight and weight goals, and that's entirely fair if that's what feels right and true to you. But, you know, these elements all should come from a place that you feel like you're doing something nice for yourself. It should should never come from a place of hate. It should always come from some level of love. And you don't, we all don't love ourselves every single day. We're all very hard on ourselves. I mean, we're our own worst critic is what I say. But you should make a list. You should literally have a list in that journal that I'm talking about that I sometimes write. Um, I have a journal that I felt finally got connected to because, first of all, I was really consistent with it. I knew journaling is beneficial. I knew it's a way to have an outlet. I knew it's a way to um, help me organize my thoughts. Or one thing I learned myself over the years is actually even recently I had the revelation is that I actually would typically figure something out. I'm that person. I know I feel confident in my abilities to get through something. I mean, if that's what my life lessons have taught me lately, and like I said in the boxing ring, I know I could do it. The issue is that in between time from when something happening or, or rippling over the Jenga tower, you know, uh, to getting to that point of trusting that it will be okay, that in between is chaos, right? And what helps work on that is being able to get my thoughts out, right? And if it's not always a supportive person, which I am begging you guys to try to find supportive people in your life, even if it's only a few or one or anyone, try to find that support because you should never feel like you should have to go through someone something alone. You're never alone. Everyone's going through something similar. Um, remember, the details are different, but the stories are the same. And what helped me connect to journaling was the fact that a friend of mine mentioned that they write poetry and I never thought this friend would be the type that writes poetry I thought it was interesting and right away I said I'm not the person that could write poetry and then right when I said that I also learned this as I got older I said wait a second that's a limiting belief I just put on myself that I can't do something but who said I can't do it and when you have a feeling like that a lot of times it's from the past a lot of times it's from childhood or growing up that you felt like you weren't that person you know I was always like oh I'm not a math person and that actually to get over took me years because nutrition is a science if you guys know it's not all about just food you don't actually get into the food part of it till after school and through experience and your goals with that but um nutrition is a science and that limiting belief thinking I wasn't quote unquote a math person probably at least three, four years I lost thinking that I wouldn't be able to be that person. But once I overcame that and I pursued nutrition and did really well in my courses, I learned that it's not who you are. You can change anything. You might have to work harder at something, absolutely. But if you're passionate about it, and again, there goes back to that passionate word, if you believe something will be really good for yourself and you're passionate about it, you can overcome it. You can. You need to believe that. You might have not have the easiest time. You might need a tutor. You might need to do whatever you need to do, but you can, you can surpass it because you want it that bad. Um, so I got into this idea where I said, okay, wait a second. Who said I can't write poetry? Where did that come from? It actually just came from a place I didn't even know where it came from. And I said, so I'm going to do it on purpose, which is another thing about me, about how I get things done, is I say, no, I'm going to do it anyway. 
right? That could work good in bed sometimes, but it's usually, uh, no matter what, it's a learning experience. Let's put it that way. So I took a cool journal, by the way, collected maybe 50 over the years without writing in any, thinking that the actual journal was the problem, the actual pen was the problem. Maybe I didn't have a bookmark. Some kids scribbled on it, which, by the way, is true already. This journal, a kid scribbled on it already, one of my children. But I started writing poems, and I'm actually really good at it, I have to say. Who knows? Maybe I'll publish it, but I also won't on purpose because I want it to be just for me, which is another thing I've learned. Um And it's just quite amazing what comes out. And I write in the morning usually, not every morning, whenever I can. I try not to let a week go by without writing anything for sure. And the words that come out on a paper, I loved it because somehow I start off one way and I end, which was nice to see, on a positive note, which was you don't know what's going to come out. And to see that I always kind of end on something a little bit of a hopeful tone felt really nice for me to learn about myself. And that's my point here is that these things are all meant for you. And again, what you, when you start one area that's literally proven in evidence-based research over the years consistently to be helpful and good for you, that's when I push it. You know, that's when I say, I know this journaling is good for me. I love to write. Remember, guys, I have two books out. And I know that this will be something that can be good. And I'm going to really give it a fair shot to explore it. And every time you kind of hit a wall and say, oh, but I don't want to just write chapters of complaining, Someone mentioned a poem, and I said, oh, okay, pivot around that. Maybe a poem would work, and then it actually does work. And then I thought it would just be about getting something out, but it's about learning so much more than that. Like, actually, I always have a hopeful tone after. That's so nice. You know, that's so nice. And we're so not nice to ourselves sometimes, and I I am not that dietitian that will yell at you. <laughs> I get that all the time from clients of, some clients that feel like you need to yell at me you need to yell at me you need to be hard on me and trust me I'm there to give you like a kick in the tush we say uh when you need it but it it would never feel like a shaming yelling you're so horrible you're so bad first of all plenty of us have that negative self-talk in our heads without me doing it um and second of all I am telling you I am telling you I have over 11 years of experience with clients I have experience with myself and I have six kids I am telling you that you don't affect sustainable change, meaning long-lasting change, which is should be the goal of any wellness goal, weight-related, food-related, should be about sustainability. Can this happen long-term? And no sustainable change comes from such a deep level of negativity. It does not. It gets very hard hearing all those hard things about yourself. It's like when you... We know that, right? Like, we know that logically. Like, if someone's yelling at us, we don't enjoy it. If we're yelling at someone else, you don't even enjoy it, and they're definitely not enjoying it, and no one feels motivated to change. Or maybe in that moment, they would change from fear, right? But there's a very different aspect to change from a place of love, right? Like, that even brought a smile to my face. You can always change, right? You can change because you're afraid and you want to you change it's kind of like a fight or flight mode change and it's based on adrenaline but that drops right that drops and we can't control how deep that drops that sometimes drops so deep that we don't even want to do anything change we don't even want to live maybe but when you find a place of love and caring you want to keep it you know you want to keep it going and 
that's what I look to do. That's what I look to do with myself, which is what the, the theme of this episode is, is how I apply these things to myself in order to help me so that hopefully you guys can learn from my experience. But, you know, that really is the place that you affect any change, even weight-related, food-related. That's my goal with working with my clients. It's the same thing where I help them not only find their motivation. Again, all motivation is fair. But I'll tell you right now, it's a very empowering feeling when you do things from a place that you want to feel good about. You know, you want to affect positive change within yourself. And that's what I look to do with my clients is help them find a motivation that makes them feel good in doing this. And I'll tell you right now, it's a lot of pressure sometimes to feel like you have to lose weight, you know, in the way you look or to fit in a certain dress or to actually hit a number on the scale, which again will be future topics of this of these podcasts. And it may work for a moment, right? We could all diet, quote unquote, for a week and fit into that dress. But because it came from a place of a little bit of a self-loathing in some ways, um, it's not going to stay. It's not going to keep. A number on the scale isn't what motivates us. I'll tell you what motivates us. Finding other benefits than only looks. I'm not saying not looks. I get it. I get it. We all like to, you know, fit into a feel good in the clothes we're wearing, which is all very fair. But you want to think of the energy that you have from eating well. You want to think of the focus that you maybe have. You want to think of how good you're feeling overall. There's other motivating benefits to wanting to do anything related to wellness, food, fitness, and fun, right? We talk about this here too. Everything should feel a connection that you're getting other benefits from. So that's why I would just give you guys a heads up that if you're not feeling that way when you are trying to pursue weight loss goals, when you're trying to pursue wellness goals, fitness goals, and you're feeling horrible from it, I urge you to take a step back, take a breath, have no judgment or shame. You're basically looking to honestly assess your situation right in front of you, which is hard. Again, journaling could help you get you out of your own head, talking to a truly supportive friend or somebody can help you get out of your own head so that you could structure things in a way that you see it for what it is and throw whatever you're doing in the garbage. Literally, throw whatever you're doing in the garbage. Wellness is such an arbitrary term that I still have not defined this entire rest episode. I have not defined wellness in this episode, and the reason why is because it's your definition of what it was, what it would be. It's your definition. And it's not what someone once told you or it's not coming from a place of what was put into your head from childhood or how you were told you were growing up. It has to come from a place that whatever you do decide to do, you recognize that it's like something that just unfolds in front of you versus minimizes. You know, something you step into, I think of like Alice in Wonderland, you know, going through that one little baby door and then they open it to a hundred bigger doors. You want something to feel in wellness that you step in and everything just keeps opening up. You know, you think of those like stones getting across a river and they all light up. You know, thinking of Frozen even, um, the movie Frozen. But you want to always feel that you're opening up to the next opportunity from the first step you took. If you're feeling the entire opposite, then I urge you to re reconsider what you're doing because there are plenty of fitness things you could do. There are plenty of food things, recipes you could try, different foods you could eat. There are so many different ways to do this quote-unquote wellness thing and all of it is about feeling true to you. All of it about it. All of it is about feeling true to you, 
being able to feel good in it, knowing that it helps and inspires and motivates you to pursue other things that benefit you and seeing and recognizing how well you show up for everything else in your life too because of you put yourself first. So I really hope you guys learn from my story and kind of get a little bit into my psyche with this episode of the way my mindset works. And it's my mindset works the same as how I teach you and talk to you and talk to my clients, which is why the overlap was about me, yeah, but also mostly about you because to me, we're all connected, we're all the same. So I'm just going to read the end of that post again just to end this where I want to say, so for all of you out there who read this long caption or listened to this long podcast, hopefully it's because it touched you and related. Know that I'm proud of you. You're doing what you need to do and nobody can tell you what that is. Keep taking care of you. Mwah. Don't forget to tune in for more episodes on Spotify and be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Mindful Health Pod for more wellness tips and ideas. <laughs>